Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jumpman! How you doing today, Eric? Uh, three words sum up how I'm doing. Fuck the snow. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, you know, I grew up in New York and snow didn't bother me back then. And then I moved to Massachusetts and I lived for an entire winter with no coat. Ooh. Because I was young and stupid and I was like, my ski jacket looks dumb in the city, and I just won't. <laughs> seriously, I'm not even making this up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, I don't know, 20, and I wore a vest over a, a black sweatshirt. Right, right. <laughs> That's pretty hip looking. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to wear my big shiny ski jacket in the city. It just fell out of place, and I was stupid. So, But I, I made it the whole winter. Mm. So back then, cold didn't bother me. Then I went and lived in Virginia, and it just turned me into a pussy. So, right. no, no snow, no, no cold weather to speak of down there. Yeah. So now I'm back in New York and, you know, it's uh, like the cold doesn't bother me when I'm playing in it or mm-hmm. sledding, sledding backwards <laughs> into trees. Uh, but then when you're commuting at work and the highway disappears, you can't see shit except for the guy in front of you. And you're like, please, God, let him hit his brake lights again so I can see these two <laughs> little red beacons so I don't wander off, off the highway. Oh, man. And then I'm just like having a ramp to get up the driveway because the snowplow buried it along with the garbage can. And I was like, Ugh. what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> what was I doing coming back to this shit? That's like, so. if, if, if there was like a silver lining to like climate change, is that yeah. like, you know, like the, the cold places of the, uh, of the planet got a little bit warmer. But then we got increased storms too. So it's like half and half. See, I kind of like trading off on my tough guy image in Virginia because it's like down there, it barely snowed and it wasn't that cold. And I was enough of, you know, a northerner that it didn't bother me. So I'd be wearing mm. shorts to get my mail and people are like, oh, my God. I'm like, yo, I'm from New York. It doesn't bother me. But then the <laughs> actual New York weather, which I hadn't been around for for a while, mm-hmm. is uh, kicking my ass. Like, oh, I heard you talking shit in Virginia. <laughs> Suck on this, dick. So, uh yeah that's so. a little hilarious yeah no I, I i got the taste of some of that over christmas vacation and i was like well uh i'm glad this is fun over here because if this happened in new york city it would suck it yeah. sucks ass when it snows over here it's just like the snow plows bury all the cars and then they're like well uh parking regulations are all off so nobody has to move their cars so if you do have to move your car, you'll never get another parking space because nobody's moving their cars all winter. <laughs> Ugh. But so anyway. let's talk about Shannara. Shannara. <laughs> Wait, is it the fiddler Shannara. on the roof of the uh, of the uh, like MTV world? <laughs> oh man! So the Shannara Chronicles. Yes. So good, based on the Terry Brook books. Shannara, which he's done like 50 of them. Right. But this is the second one that came out in like, I don't know, 1979 or something uh, back when he was a good writer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, again, we've talked about this before. Like, we could not believe that MTV was doing this epic. It's like basically Lord of the Rings for television Mm -hmm. because there's elves and demons and gnomes and some people. Except mm. it takes place two thousand. It takes place on our Earth two thousand years after like a nuclear apocalypse that demons created. Um, so you can see some like old skyscrapers and bridges and shit mm. um, in the background. Um, premiered last week with the first two episodes, 
And uh, if you have a TV, if you subscribe to cable, you could watch the first four, which I could not. Mm. Um, but I watched the first two episodes and I was blown away by how good it was. Awesome. Because the whole thing was like, fuck MTV. This is not their thing. Mm. Like this is kids can't be good. Um, what did you and, think it was going to be like Teen Mom? Oh, I was, yes, I was afraid it was going to be, you know, <laughs> it was going to be elves, 16 and pregnant elves. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, who's the daddy? The demon's the daddy. No, it, it was funny because they did. It had. It was MTV, so they actually did have like the main characters are are basically like you think they're teenagers or maybe they're like nineteen, twenty. Mm-hmm. And the one was like, I have a problem, and they were like, Are you pregnant? <laughs> I was like, Yes. <laughs> I fucking threw that in because it's MTV. Oh, that's great. Oh shit. No, dude. I mean, it was really like. Um, now. It was funny because I was like, how could they do this for MTV? But MTV totally found a way to MTV it mm. without screwing it up. Really? So that, you know, the most of the main characters are like 19 or 20 years old elves mm-hmm. and they made them really hot. Okay. So they got like hot dudes, hot chicks. Um, and there's a lot of uh, sexual angst. Mm. You know, a lot of like. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm talking right next to you with my mouth open, like I'm going to kiss you. Oh, I'm going to put my mouth open next to you, like I'm going to kiss you. Let's have a scene like this, you know, a couple of, like little <laughs> things like that, you know, like some they have to put some little, you know, some sexual angst and some like mm. defiance, ah. some defiance, like MTV shows normally are built on, but they're elves that are doing it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> okay, that, so they put an MTV spin on it, and it wasn't that bad. Like okay. that part of it, you know, like, you know, it's, it's fine that they're all ridiculously good looking and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for for um, for Rob, what, dry deck to appear. Dude, I, yeah, no, yeah. it's going to be like that. demons coming out of the tree. That's just ridiculousness. Yeah, no, that'd be hilarious. Um, no, it was good because um, they've got um, Gimli. Mm-hmm. Gimli is now the king of the elves. Yes, that's so weird. Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Uh, is now the king of the elves. The, the dwarf who hated elves yes. is now the king of the elves. Yes. How, that's how and, it works. And the guy who played, I mean, let's. it, it was basically going to come down to who plays Alanon. Right. And the guy that played Alanon, he's actually played um, a bad guy on Arrow for the first two seasons. Hmm. Um, I always forget. I always confuse him. Deadshot, I think it was. No, fucking A. Who was the other guy? No, who's Slade? Slade. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Teen Titans, for ruining that yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, who, who's he? He's not Deadshot. He's the um, other guy. Death, Deathstroke. 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 Yes. All right. So the guy who played Deathstroke on Deathstroke, Arrow for the first two seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He plays Alanon, and he is fantastic. Cool. Like, he already, he already has, like, a gravelly throat. Like, someone, like, kicked him in the the vocal cords or something. Mm. So he sounds good. He sounds like he just woke up from 30 years of druid sleep. Sweet. Um, so, so he's awesome. Although, you know, like I, I think in the book, he's like seven foot tall. In this one, he's probably like five, eight. That's um, OK. I but, mean, in, in the book, he was kind of boring anyway. But he is a badass motherfucker. Sweet. And Sonara. And he don't take shit. And he tells it like it is. <laughs> so he's like, get out of the way, hot elves. You guys are about to die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was it was good. Like he and, and the special effects are fantastic. Great. Now. A show that you don't watch, and I wouldn't recommend anyone watching, Once Upon a Time, right? Which is about Disney characters set in the modern times. Like, wait, wait, no, that's wait, that's uh, well, well, there's like fairy tale characters in modern times, and then there's Disney's uh, Generations. Oh, which we're is, not talking about. We're not talking about that. Okay, 
Yeah, so this fairy tale is a modern times, but whenever they do a flashback to the fairy tale characters in fairy tale land, it's the worst green screen of all time. Right. I mean, it's just so fucking obvious. Now in Shannara, it actually doesn't look bad. Hmm. Doesn't look bad. Sometimes you might even think it was shot outside. Cool. So <laughs> that was cool. The the effects look great. Like the landscapes um, looked pretty beautiful. They did shoot it in New Zealand, so I'm assuming they actually didn't use uh, green screen uh, all the time. Hmm. Um. So no, it looked good. Um. Then the the special effects, like the the fucking the Magdador, the leader of the demons, former druid who turned bad. Dun, dun, dun. He, he looks. He looks wicked awesome. Cool. So, um, yeah, the effects look good. Magic effects look good. Um, yeah, man. And Alanon, Alanon will keep it from straying. You know, because they got to have their little elfy angst stuff mm-hmm. between, you know, you've got, you've got the elf queen. You know, you've got the half human, half elf Will, who doesn't know his destiny yet with the elf stones. You've got that rover girl. Like um, her name's Rover? No, she's a rover, like one of those humans that like hunt people down and shit. Ah, like a bounty hunter. Yeah, they just fucking steal from people. But they don't give it to the poor, they give it to themselves. Oh, okay. Um, like a thief. Yeah. <laughs> well, they call them rovers in the thing, so, you know. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but Alanon will keep them straight. Cool. And, he's... like, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, here's, here's my question, because there's so yeah. many books uh, to draw from. Are they just doing, like, one season, one book? Well, it's straight book two. Okay. Straight book two about the demon tree. Mm-hmm. The, the tree's dying, the Elchris. When it is every leaf represents a demon, and now that the tree's dying, like leaves are starting to fall, and demon's like, yeah, let's fuck it up. We're back, bitches. Um, so, and, I mean, I'm, I'm spoiling a little bit of the first episode, but whatever. I'm actually helping people decide to watch the show. So, um, the, when I read this book, she's probably in like eighth grade, the, the, the reason why it was so good and, and hooked me in the beginning was they talk about these seven elves, the chosen. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are chosen to take care of the tree, the Elchris, to keep the demons away. And they're the only ones that can help the tree. Right. And so the perspective, the book starts with the perspective of this one boy elf. And it, the book sets him up to be the main character. And then they murder him. Mm. In like the second or third chapter, like you, he's like, oh my god, there's something wrong with the with the tree, blah blah blah. And then these people go into the room to check on the chosen, like, oh, chosen elves, and they're like, holy shit, it's a bloodbath in there. Hmm. Everyone is cut to pieces, including the main character. And then you're like, oh my god, I want to read more. Hmm. So they actually, you know, basically stuck to that. Like they slaughtered the chosen and stuff, and um. One of my favorite uh, Spanish movies, Intacto, has a scene where everyone, to test their luck, they blindfold themselves and run through a forest to see who can make it the longest. <laughs> they do that in this uh, episode. That's fun. Find out who the chosen are. Everyone gets blindfolded, and the first seven to make it across the woods are the winners. And you're allowed to kick the shit out of the other people if you can find them with the blindfold on. What the hell? So cool, dude. All right. So cool. So um, the the main character is the uh, the princess. And she manages to become a chosen and stuff, and she's the only one that survives the bloodbath. And sure. so, but it's good, man. Uh, the demons look great. The Magdador, or however you say his name, he looked awesome. the The episode ends with this winged demon tearing a throat out of an elf and just eating her. All right. And it's like, oh yeah. Of course, it was the only old woman elf on the show. <laughs> like, fuck you. It was funny because she, um, 
she, her backstory was she was in love with um, Al-Anon, uh-huh. but then after the, the they called the War of the Races. Ooh. Thank God they didn't call it Race Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the, 30 years ago, after the War of the Races, hmm. that Al-Anon helped, helped Gimli win, Al-Anon had to go in the Druid sleep. And um, so he, even though this this girl elf was in love with him, he's like, sorry, baby, I can go sleep for three decades. Bam. And then she comes back and she's all old and she doesn't and he hasn't <laughs> aged a, he hasn't aged a day. And she's like, that's fucking bullshit. He's like, hey, that's Hollywood for you, baby. Yep. <laughs> he's like, it's straight up what happens between men and women actors. Yep. But um, he's like, yo, sorry, you're all old and shit. And then this demon like pounces on her, rips out her throat, starts eating her. And they're like. And all the other people are like, oh, thank God they got rid of that one old chick. <laughs> it's 19 and hotties for the rest of the way. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like, I feel like it's like deal or no deal a little bit. You know, like, okay, the one old chick got eaten, but that means the next in line to get eaten is like the next oldest person on the show. Like, if you're like 25 on this show, you got to watch your back. Mm. Yeah, the queen's older brother. I think Ooh. he's like 25. Anybody and old. Kind of- and he's been making kind of like the wrong decisions already. Like, we don't fucking eat Al-Anon. Well, let's just go and pretend that there isn't a problem. Ignorance is bliss, dudes. Dope. We're- <laughs> yeah. You're going to die, sucker. Yeah. So, oh, that um, sounds great. Uh, I mean, I was so into it. I, I was so worried. I didn't. I was puzzled that MTV got it, and then I was worried that they were going to fuck it up. But no, it was totally good. They slightly MTV'd it, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, not too bad. And uh, I'm very excited for more episodes. Bring it on. Awesome, dude. Well, it, it's funny. Like, we're living in an age where MTV can produce a, a great fantasy epic. And uh, the CW can produce, like, the best comic book television that's ever been done. That's true. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the times they are a-changing. Yeah. So, good job, MTV. Hmm. Way, to not, way to not fuck that up. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes all you have to do is just not fuck it up. You yeah, know? I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, hopefully MTV doesn't be like, all right, let's see. Uh, ABC Family does that Pretty Little Liar stuff. How can uh, we turn that? How can we put that aspect into the show? Eh. So, no, I mean, it's good, dude. It's following the book, and hopefully it continues to. And then, you know, and just like MTV, or a lot of shows do this, but they say, like, this season on in the show. Oh, yeah. And they give you, like, an extended preview and stuff, and the clips were looking good. All right. Fingers crossed. Yeah, baby. I mean, I'm, it's probably too much to ask to show some elf boobs. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there's, but There's plenty of stuff like that online, man. You don't, and, you don't need that on TV. And uh, and you know what was cool about MTV was although clearly the elves just spoke English because that's mm-hmm. what they do, um, the demon didn't, which was cool. Hmm. He was like, "You're going to have to put my words on the bottom of the screen." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was cool. Yeah. Always nice when the uh, when an actor has to like work hard for a role. Yeah, you know, it just makes a demon creepier. Mm. You know, when he talks English, you just lose a little bit of fear. You're like, eh, I mean, you know, you're talking my language. Mm-hmm. But if he's like, you're like, oh, fuck, man. That's like, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> so much worse. Cool. So highly recommend it. And uh, all the episodes are being available on MTV.com. And you can download the first couple for free on iTunes. I mean, they're really trying to put it out there. They've replayed it like a zillion times already. So... Get watching it. I think it's like Tuesdays at 10 if you watch on regular television. Awesome. 
I gotta I gotta get back on it, but yeah, I, I've just been super busy, slammed with like all the all the work we're throwing in for the film festival next month at Magfest. Yeah, dude, it's like we're almost like less than a month to go, and I've been working on this thing for like six months, and I'm still still with one month to go. Like filmmakers need to send me their films. And it's just like, you know, like sometimes it's like the most important things are like the last things that happen, mm-hmm. you know, when you're planning something out way in advance. And it's just every single, I mean, I'm not like stressed out about it because every single year it happens, but it's like, man, it's like just trying to, I don't know, pull teeth out of like, I don't know, a, a, a living dragon sometimes. It's like, you just, mm. just don't ignore me. Just please, you know, just give me something. Tell me that you're still alive and that you're still interested. Please don't make me pirate your film. I've already yes. pirated your film, and I will screen it because <laughs> you already said yes. Yeah. But damn, sometimes it's – I don't know. I don't know why I'm complaining, but it's like every year it's the same thing. With the last second, everybody's like, oh, shit, blah, 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 and like, you know, sends in their films. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy. We're actually, we actually have um, fif- more than 50 films at our festival this year. Wow. And more than 50 filmmakers are coming to do Q&As and stuff. We That's actually, cool. yeah, we extended from three days to four days, which is crazy. And and we're in talks to do more. So you're Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday again, or Thursday through Sunday? Oh, they fixed that shit from last year. Yes. Last year they were like, oh, we got to do Monday. Yeah, which I mean, uh, it wasn't bad. wasn't bad. I mean, it, screw, it screws over regular people with jobs. Let's say. Yeah. So most <laughs> of the people not going it didn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well. I'm. Jo- I mean, I'm not going this year, but I wish I was, just because Ninja Sex Party said they're performing. Yeah, dude. I mean, they've been there before. It is like a panel or just a guest stars and stuff. But they're fucking performing. Ninja Sex Party is the best. Yeah. Have you seen their new uh, new album? Of course. They they went hardcore. It's hilarious. Dude, those guys are so. I mean, like Ninja Sex Party and when he get when he's part of Starbomb too. Yes. I mean, it's so good, Chad. I know you're busy with the film festival, but you need to go watch Ninja Sex Party for the both of us. Yeah. Get your ass down to the ballroom mm-hmm. when they perform. Please. I'm going to write it. I'm, I'm writing it on my, account, on my to-do list right now. To-do list. You need to watch it for the both of us. Watch Ninja Sex Party. Yeah. No. Done. I hope that Ninja Brian just brings people up there and kills them. <laughs> Me <awesome>. too. <laughs> like a guar, like a guar concert. Yeah. Just bring nerds up there and kill them. Yes, or they get like a like um, uh, like a body double for um, yeah for for <laughs> and just like have him like crowd surf the body double. That'd be uh, awesome because yeah, Danny Sexbang almost always has a body double in his videos. So yes, ah, oh, so I'm so jealous that I wish I could go just to see them. But uh, next time, yeah. dude. Next time we're we're gonna be at the Gaylord for I don't know how long, years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Like they are never leaving. Like contracts have been signed and whatnot. Yeah, so it works for them. So it's great. They sold they sold out the Gaylord in like one day, which is wow. crazy. Which just means that like whenever whenever Magfest uh, can leave there, you know they probably think of, should think about doing that because they just keep growing and growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 estimating twenty thousand people this year, which is awesome and also kind of like. Crazy, because I mean, I, I've been coming to Magfest ever since, like Magfest Two, where we had like three hundred people tops, and uh, yeah, way more than that. 
I was about to say I went to Makefest three with you, and there was not that many people. But no, I think I think five hundred. Mm-hmm. We, we were like, whoa, check it out. There's so many people here. Yeah, there's four. <laughs> dude, there's four cosplayers. Yeah, and and like two <laughs> of them are female. Yeah. It's like how many uh, girls went this year? Ten. Yay. Yeah, and then I went to Magfest. I don't know, twelve with you or whatever, and mm-hmm. then there was like a zillion cosplayers and everything was, looked legit and stuff. So yeah, the gender gap finally came fifty fifty. Um, and now the uh, the Super Bowl, it's Super Bowl fifty next month. Oh yeah, and- dude! I watched the. Um, I, I didn't catch the the Steelers, uh, the Steelers game, but I saw that awful hit. A lot of money was lost in that game, <laughs> dude. It's 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 always just like awful when like players get like super injured and it changes the outcome of a game. Well, the other guy, the Bengals, just being a dickhead. They already won the game, and he's like, "Ah, fuck you!" Oh, really? <laughs> he's like, "Oh, actually, now you're gonna get a big penalty, and they're gonna be within field goal range." So, ha ha. Damn. Stupid. Uh, but anyway, so the Super Bowl, it's Super Bowl Fifty this year, and there's like a handful of dudes that have gone to all of them. Wow. Yeah, there's like four of them, I think. They're like basically, you know, like how World War II veterans, there's a couple of them left. <laughs> yeah. So there's like four or five dudes. They've been going to all of them, and there's only like four of them left now. Wow. Um, but I feel like that's like you and a couple of your friends for MAGFests. There, there's like, actually... Oh, we, we've been going, we've been going <laughs> since the beginning. And, and like in nerd years, you guys are like, it might as well have been 50 of them in a row oh, now. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if, you're, if you're a gamer and you're still like in it... You know, like mm-hmm. actively in it, and you're over a certain age, and you actually have a job. Let's say yeah. that's that's kind of well. I mean, it's becoming the new normal. It used to be a rarity, but no, you're right. No, the the I'm not part of the original original crew. I think there's like 14 of them left that have gone to every single Magfest. They call themselves the Lumberjacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, because when they first arrived for the first Magfest, where there mm-hmm. was like 100 people, there was uh, a sign outside the hotel that said "Welcome Lumberjacks." Because <laughs> apparently there's a, like a lumberjack convention being held the same weekend, mm. so yeah, they were just dubbed that from from then on, and and then I don't know, it's like some actually some of them actually did die, and some of them have lost interest and fallen out and yada yada yada, you know, and so uh, I, I don't always know. I always wondered why you guys called your drinking room the lumber like lumberjack lounge. That's it. Now I know. Now uh, you know. So. But they've actually since discontinued because, like, God, the Lumberjack Lounge, let me tell you, uh, the, be, the Lumberjack Lounge used to be like, okay, it's like a few friends hanging out. Then it became a few for, few more friends and friends of theirs and then people who knew those friends all mm-hmm. cramming into the same space. And then it became like there was like a dress code one year and ID cards. It, <laughs> it, it got out of hand. That's like, funny. Fast, yeah. So the lumberjack lounge, I think, is is gone, but it's been resurrected, kind of, in like the people who've been going f- since Mag Two. We don't really have a name for ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like our our lounge has kind of uh, been been rechristened, where everybody kind of goes and hangs out. But we're never gonna have ID cards, dude. That's just that was nuts. Yeah, pretty dumb. Like, they were they were like the host had a tuxedo and. <laughs> ID cards and I came in there and they're you know like <laughs> there's a bartender. <laughs> nice. I mean it was cool, but at the same time I was like you know what have we become? This is just mm. insane. I mean this is a hotel party. If but, only you had lap dancers there, then it'd be okay. I mean we had strippers. They were just on their off night. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they they weren't working. They were just right. friends. Uh, that's, that's close enough. Yeah. Um, 
No, I, I feel like you got you could do a whole list of like, you know, like those uh, Jeff Foxworthy. You, you say you might be a redneck if like mm-hmm. you might be an original Magfester if you've ever played the game Oregon Trail. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know stuff like that because you guys have so many like seventeen year olds going that don't know shit about what you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's a whole different generation you know that's it's true like, that's true they don't know my apple 2e they don't know odell lake yeah mm. i'm trying to think i mean that there's so many like retro cool things that like got re-released like an hd remake like ducktales you know right. what i mean that came back like they were good enough to come back but there's stuff that never came back dude yeah yeah actually like like, like if somebody had the patience to actually play the original Zork, mm-hmm. being like a teenager and playing original Zork, I wonder what that would be like nowadays, you know? Because, like, everything is, like, beautiful and HD and these AAA games that cost, like, millions, like, hundreds of millions of dollars, and then you go back to, like, a text adventure made Dude, by one person. This is such a good idea. Let's take old-school games and make them online multiplayer. Hmm. Let's ruin. Let's ruin games. So, can you imagine doing online multiplayer pong? Hmm. Someone's like, oh, "I'm gonna pong the shit out of you, old man." So the best you got, motherfucker. Watch this, and he's just going up and down. Meow, 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 meow. Someone's just taking you to school on fucking pong. That's good. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. I you love know, that. You... <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, yeah, like multiplayer, like breakout. Oh man. Yeah. Or just like Blades of Steel hockey. So I mean, actually, I've... Blades of Steel hockey you would dominate. Some like fifteen year old be like, "What the fuck? How come the goalie and the defense move at the same time? I can't switch off of them. Ah, shit! I got scored out again. Take that, bitch! Yeah, I can control the goalie and my defense." Magfest is one of those anomalies on the planet where there actually are Blades of Steel tournaments that go down. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. it's like the best of the best in blades of steel uh and my friend brett is one of them uh yeah throw down each year and but but it's like that's like the fun aspect of of being a gamer the not so fun aspect is like is like all the hate all the venom that gets tossed around nowadays like people i mean and it's like internet culture too where people are just quick to judge and label and hate and stuff like that the gaming community, it's so prevalent. But at a huge event where you meet people face-to-face, there's none of that stuff. Like, All no. I got to say is, and, and I'm sure this will lose me some respect, but I support the Colossus Roar. Yay! I support any of you guys who are like, stop doing it, fuck you. Yeah! Colossus Roar, to the day I die, baby! Yeah. <laughs> to the day I die! It's fun! Let the poor little young nerds who've heard about it, let them do it. Don't get all mad just because they've been doing it for 14 years, you old-time maggers. Yeah. <laughs> let the Colossus Roar happen. Don't get all pissed and be like, oh, fucking lame, guys! Another Colossus Roar! Fuck you! Just let the people do it, it's awesome. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so if you don't know, around like Mag 4 or 5, when we were at the Hilton... Uh, there are many different people, and I've, I've said this before, there are many people who claim, myself included, to have started the Colossus Roar. Uh-huh. You know, Based on the X-Men arcade game, Power yes. Up. Yeah, exactly, because they had, my friend uh, Charles had, had uh, donated his X-Men arcade machine uh, in exchange, well, I think in exchange for free MAGFest membership for life. 
uh, which is like legitimately that's, that's what happened. It's a, it's a good trade now. Oh, it's, it's a great pay, trade now. It's paid off. <laughs> yeah, no, it's expensive now. Actually, no, I take it back. It's not expensive to go to Magfest at all. Unlike other cons, they kept their prices way low, which is good amazing. Job. Yeah. No, so people started doing it for fun, and then it became like a chain thing where if you heard it uh, somewhere in the hotel, you would do it too, and then everybody was doing it, and it became super cool and super hip for a few years, and then it started falling out of favor, and people were like, oh, Colossus Roar, stop, why? And people, uh, the staff started putting up signs, no Colossus Roars, and then people kept, <laughs> people kept doing it, and then people were, and then more and more people were like, it's lame. You could, I mean, I was just watching one of the concerts from last year and i think it was matt pollard i forget exactly no the the band called they bred raptors uh Uh, the 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 lead guy he's like calls people out for doing it and says it's lame and says that they can leave the concert for doing i was like i was like god why all that wasn't um, magfest originally the place where like nerds could just be nerds without any judging or yes. anything. It's like, it's like, dude, if you put up a sign that tells me not, not to do something, guess what I'm fucking doing all night long? It's it's basically like, <laughs> hey, look, there's a picture of Colossus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to. I like the fact that it would start on one end of the hotel and that people just hear it and just ra- stop what they're doing and just raise their hand and their and their mouth to the air and yeah. do it. I thought it was funny. I'm like, yeah, I can understand that it's like, it's like doing the wave at a sports stadium. If you keep doing it over and over again, you don't want to stand up and put your arms in the air anymore. But so what? Someone else does. So fuck you. Who cares? And it's and, and and unlike the wave, you know, you do it once and that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one Colossus Roar, and that's all you got in you. That's totally fine. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, like I don't know if it's like a trigger thing for some people, but like it reached an apex though, where like it was really falling out of favor, and even like Craig from Screw Attack was like, "Fuck it, I, I hate it." I I Craig Craig was also claiming that he that he started the Colossus Roar. Who knows? Uh, but then he was like, you know, we need to kill this thing, and then. Uh, Nobuo Umatsu, Umatsu, excuse me, who scored all the Final Fantasy games, was mm-hmm. doing a live rock concert at Magfest, and they got him to do it. Yeah, and then and then, and then the two thousand people who were also watching the concert were like, yes, and then we all did it together, and from then on, it was cool again. I'm telling you, dude, it's like you know, if it fades out, it'll fade out on its own. But don't hate, don't try and end it, dude. Don't do that. And if you don't like it, make something better. And then people do that instead. That's true. And for, for a while, my friends were doing, um, whenever they hear it, they would chant, pizza, based on this uh, this pizza bagel bites commercial that somebody had uh, had edited. So when the guy goes, pizza in the morning, pizza oh, in the yeah. evening. Yeah, so uh, they edited. So he just goes, pizza, for five minutes. See, uh, now- that became counterculture for us. Now we, me, you, and our our brother Andrew, we do this all the time, playing. Um, what was it? Tekken three. We'd say chicken. That's true. Because they had like a funny side scroller mini game. God, we should talk about how good those side scroller those, those mini games were because they had the bowling mini game mm-hmm. and the side scroller beat em up one, and you get chicken to power up, and every time you ate it, it would go chicken. And like to this day, to this day, I'll still every once in a while I'll have chicken for dinner. I'll just say chicken. Yes. <laughs> You know, so it's like find your uh, find your uh, you know your new nerd call sign if you want to, or just do classes forever, dude, because it's it's timeless. I want to I want to say like part of that like chicken and the the wackiness of the mini games of the Tekken franchise and stuff is something that like is sorely missing from the AAA titles of today. It's just like straight up Japanese wackiness. You know, like you had 
uh, back in like the PS2 era, even like you could have games like Mr. Mosquito that was just like like the whole game was about like you are a mosquito and you're like annoying the hell out of this Japanese family and sucking their blood. You oh. know, like that's it. And it was totally super Japanese. Speaking of Tekken, I really liked the open-endedness to all of the endings that they had. Like, mm. back then, you couldn't just go on, or maybe you could, I just didn't. You couldn't, really like, go on and find <laughs> out everything about them. When you get to one of the endings, like, the one, like, fucking King is in the locker room. Oh, yeah. With his animal mask on, and just blood is dripping on the floor, like, from his face down between his legs. And that's how it ends, I think. Armor King. Yeah, like, I think he takes, he takes his mask off, but they don't yeah. show you his face. Yeah, or just, like, Jack's getting blown up by the military and stuff. Like... I like that they didn't go overboard and explain everything. They're just like, oh, this is the ending. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. holy shit, whoa. And then you're kind of like, oh, I wonder what happened there. And then occasionally did like funny ones mm-hmm. between like Paul and like and the Bruce Lee guy. And they're all trying to do backflips and shit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's like – and there's backstory in there. But reading the backstory kind of ruins it because somebody who has like actually like written it out. Like some of the later Tekkens kind of like – went too far overboard in terms of like being serious but like being way too over complex like many animes are are totally guilty of it being like well the mishima saibatsu corporation and all these different bloodlines and all these family members of the same family all fighting each other uh, it just mm. it just got lame but yeah back in the day when you didn't really know and you were just like fed a few like movie clips here and here and now they'd be like wow what the hell was that you know, it really yeah. stirs your imagination they didn't have a whole paragraph of text at the bottom like mm-hmm. the old school games they didn't just over narrate it like some of the twisted metal games right they just had this little scene you just had took from it with you will like when you win with the fucking panda bear and he's got the flowers out and he's trying to win over the other bear that's true it's so <laughs> awesome it was so good man like gotta i gotta give it there tekken i think it was tekken three right yes tekken they three. had the they had the best fucking innings. And, yeah, the only ones that got complicated was, like, the devil and um, who was the top like guy? Jin, with Jin or Hayachi. Hayachi, yeah. You know, so there's a couple of those. But even then, there was one where, he, like, he, like, fucking threw his son off a helicopter in a volcano or something, and that was yes. it. Yep. It's like, like, fuck you, oh. the end. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, like, you get all the way to the end, and then you just kind of, like, scratch your balls for a second there. But uh, I thought it was neat. It was cool. And like I said, they had the best side-scrollers. So I'm just throwing a lot of love Tekken 3's way. Yeah. No, I think, um, like, a, a lot of fighters give you, like, a wall of text the be- at the beginning, uh, somewhere in the middle, and then at the end. And it kind of, like, it over, like, stills, it'll, like, tell you what's happening, what the character's going through. Like, Mortal Kombat does that, too. Yeah, but I'll just take like a wacky ass little snippet of video instead any day because I don't really care about like uh, like all the different names for stuff. And I mean, like it's kind of like the the Mortal Kombat series. I love watching the movies. You know, like somebody will string all the cutscenes together. I love it. I don't really need to know like the intricacies of like the monks that live at this one temple and their names and how they relate. Blah blah blah. You know, just give me a good story. I just want to see, like, so you win with, like, Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just want to see in the wintertime, and he gets out of his car, and he walks on a sidewalk and slips on the ice and falls and breaks his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Toasty guy comes out, Toasty! And then, like, uh. that's the fucking ending. Like, like Sub-Zero, <laughs> Sub-Zero slips on some ice on the sidewalk and busts his ass. Yeah. Like, that'd be the best fucking ending. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so good, right? Yeah. Um, 
No, but yeah, uh, you know, I still remember playing Tekken 2 on the PlayStation with my friends for the first time. Right. And like we're we're button mashing with the best of them. And every once in a while, you just they would do some kind of like five move combo where you jump up, you do a Hurricane Rana, flip them over, break their arm and punch them. We were like, holy shit, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it was like these big combos that you could never really do before in other games. And that was yeah. and, and like all the guys are so like they're not pixelated, but all their joints and everything is just like rectangles. Yeah. <laughs> rectangle shin, rectangle thigh, rectangle arms. No, Everything's all like square faces. Yeah, all all, all these polygons. But no, Nina, th- but Nina was still sexy. Think, things have changed, man. <laughs> I mean, those those were like the the innocent days of youth. Now nowadays, like when you go online, you watch or or you like play a video game. It's like if you don't string those combos, like practice the combos and then string those combos all together, like perfectly. And if you mess up, that's it. You know, if you mess yeah. up at any point, your opponent is going to just destroy you. Dumb. Yeah, yeah. the fighting games got kind of dumb now. They, I mean, no, no, they just they got more complicated and more complicated, yeah. and the Super fighting, bad. the fighting game community, it's like there's no. I mean, somebody correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but like there's no easy fighter anymore. Everything is super deep, you know, and and so you can get like, and like insanely uh, deep in like how far you can go in planning out like different strategies and counter picking and. Like, like, yeah. I mean, people know the know how the game was made in order to break it down so they could figure out which animation, you know, has priority over another one, you know, and then they yeah. memorize everything. I've always said that Mortal Kombat should have just had a fatality button. Yeah, it's like finish them. You just like a, and you just do it. I think one like, of them. I think one of them did actually. I mean, they probably have by now, but it's like I always it was like it'd be so stupid. They'd be sitting there and you're like, oh, shit. And you would have to do like this nine step combo to do to get your fatality. And then the guy just falls over and you're like, mm-hmm. fuck. You know, it's like just have a fatality button, guys. Yeah. You know, just just can we just program it? So it's like this button does the tiger uppercut. and I don't have to like spin a quarter turn and push the button. Just I mean, although that's really fucking easy, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's a bad example. <laughs> but, you know, it's just come on. Make some make some fucking easy ones. It's like um, for the longest time, every time I would get an NHL game, you know, like NHL 2008, NHL 2010, you can play as the NHL 94 controls. Mm. Like if you, you can select NHL 94 controls and you just have two buttons, yeah. pass, shoot, or check, switch guy. Mm. And so I'd be playing next to Bobby or something and he's got all these different ones. He's got like fake a shot, slide to the ice, <laughs> and I'm just playing check hit shoot you know <laughs> it's like and I'm, I'm playing just as good as anyone else but it's like that's all i needed yeah and it's like it's like dude one time one time i was like hold on pass <laughs> <laughs> so i would i love playing i was like come on man keep it simple mm-hmm. i don't need all that bullshit well that's that's that was uh nintendo's idea man like we were mm-hmm. we were playing mario soccer uh over break and that's so de- that's definitely what they kept on they're just like just keep it simple stupid yeah man you know? doesn't have to be football manager 2016 just has to be like three buttons yeah yeah no it's it's funny like thinking back about um the original mortal Kombat, we had it for game gear and oh yeah it was a blood code um which is really simple no like all the moves on that game were super duper simple you know there wasn't much to it and that's fine you know it's fine as like a little children's play play thing but yeah one one of the best moves was you hold away and then hold forward yeah (laughs) <laughs> and to go flying across the screen. It was like, that was great. That's what I need to do. Hold away, then push forward. Boom! Yeah. Raiden flies across the screen. Thank you. Yeah, like Raiden, so Raiden, like down up. 
That's it. That's a teleport. Yeah. Boom. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quarter, quarter turn and a button. Looking toward toward B, I think. You know, and then toward toward A, uh, shit like that. But no, it's like <clears throat> through through uh, through our eyes, we've seen video games, especially fighting games, kind of progress from like being just like a fun novelty <laughs> to being a sport. And yeah, that's that's sure. where it's at right now. It's at a it's at a point where you can't just play. Ca- I mean, you can play just play casually, but you're gonna get your ass kicked because you're playing up against the top tier. People are professional athletes who do yeah. it for a living and like win, mm. like literally do it for a living where they win like tons of money. Well, let's call them professional gamers. The athlete term is a little loose there. <laughs> well, that's that's what they call them, and because they're mm. not because the all right so. I'm I, I'm not I'm not totally on board with calling them athletes, but all the things that make uh, people professional athletes in terms of like like gameplay, mm-hmm. the, I could see the argument for. But they say like, all right, hand-eye coordination, you know what I mean? Like strategy, uh, you know, like uh, even just like facing another opponent's in some kind of like sport mm. thing. I'll call a competitor. I mean, hey man, golf's a sport. Cheerleading is a sport. Car racing is a sport. Video gaming, nah. That's sorry. That's, I'll, I'll give sports a lot of things <laughs> that are actual sports, but uh, video gaming, hey man, very big, very competitive, very big competition. Mm-hmm. Um, hand-eye coordination for sure, but you know, I mean, darts ain't a sport either. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just pissing everyone off today. I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm, uh, I, I, I watch League of Legends. It's amazing. It's, it's yeah. like the most popular competitive video game in the world. Exactly. You know? And, and they, call their, they call their top guys professional athletes. I, I think it's, like, it's also kind of like a marketing thing where they, they want to be taken seriously. Esports yeah. as, you know, they want to be on ESPN. Uh, because I mean, there's there's big money to get like more and more advertisers, and well, the more people that eyeball it, the more people, the more legit they want to be. And that's true. If you're gonna call it esports, you could call them e athletes. Yeah. <laughs> I would take that. I would take that. Yeah, I would take e- that. You know, e- athletes maybe. And I'm not trying to bash people because I couldn't do that shit. I mean, you're right. It takes hand eye coordination. It takes skill. And I'm sure your fucking fingers are just feeling like they're going to fall off your hands yeah playing that much and stuff so i'm not saying it's not a little strenuous that way but you know i mean you you don't use your legs let's say that sure. yeah. still play from the couch but yes i mean um you know but yeah no i still yeah it's a big competition so that's cool it's just when you said athletes i was like well that's, you know that's what they that's what they call them that's the term it's gotta, it's gotta be a different uh there's gonna be some way you know combatants <laughs> No competitors, I would, competitors. See, I would I would call people who play American football combatants first yeah. before I would call them combatants. Warriors. Yes. <laughs> what did I see? I just saw a movie. Oh my god, dude! I just watched Prince Valiant. Really? Prince Valiant, nineteen ninety-seven, based on the comic strip that ran for like too many years it's in the going. Sunday newspapers. Oh my god, dude! So. Prince Valiant. Now, when it first came out, I was like, oh, they're making a movie based on the, you know, back in 97. I was like, oh, they're making a movie based on whatever, you know, on the comic book. And I was like, or the comic strips. I was like, fuck that. I was like, the comic strips aren't even good. Why would I see that movie? So I never saw it. Hmm. So yesterday, I'm watching uh, playoff football. And, you know, 
football's got a lot of commercials. So I need, I mean, and there's some movie channels, no commercials. So I just need to go back and forth. So I was watching Bulletproof with Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. Oh, man. Like, yes, so good. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that shit in the theaters. And I think that was 1997 also. <laughs> that was. That was. Adam Sandler so, in, in, a non, in a movie in a non-starring I, I mean, he wasn't like he was like one of the main characters. Yeah, oh, co-star. Yeah, it's buddy comedy. It was him and Damon Wayans. Yeah, and Adam's like, I'll suck your dick if he's a cop. Yeah, James Conn was the bad guy. I think he did a racer that same year too with James Conn. So, yeah. um, so anyways, Bulletproof ended. Then there was the second um, football game on, so I had to watch the second movie. I was like, oh, what's on afterwards? Prince Valiant. I was like, oh yeah, time <laughs> to see what this shit show is like. First of all. Prince Valiant is uh, Stephen Moyer, or whatever, who played the main ca- who played Bill from True Blood. Okay. So I was like, oh my god, Bill from True Blood, the vampire, but he's <laughs> Prince Valiant, and then the princess, who you would like her, she was progressive. Uh huh. She wanted to be a knight. Well, she I mean, kicks ass. And in twenty, fast forward twenty years, twenty seventeen, like she would be the knights. Right. So, but it was no other than Catherine Heigl. Who's she? Catherine Heigl, dude. I'm bad with names. All right. Well, she was in the movie Knocked Up. Then she was in a zillion rom-coms, each dumber than the next one. But she was also <laughs> on like Grey's Anatomy for a while mm. until she said that she refused to accept an Emmy because she didn't think the writing was good. Oh, yeah. Her. Yeah. She's yeah. crazy. She played Emma Frost, too, for a half a second in the, in the, uh, in the X-Men reboot. Oh. And that was the last role she ever got because Hollywood collectively decided that she was insane and really difficult to work with because her because of her mom, who's also her manager, is like a super-duper stage mom. Yeah, she definitely garnered a bad rep. She never said super the right bad. things. She, I mean, Knocked Up made her a movie star, and then she bashed Knocked Up. Ugh. She's like, uh. the movie sucks. There's nothing for me to do. I was just like the shrill bitch. And it's like, well, I mean, we kind of played you the way you are but <laughs> you're a great shrill bitch i mean come on accept the award but i mean back in the day like she was you know she was underage hot and was... we were we were underage hot i mean we were underage back in the day too so it wasn't it wasn't gross because it was like well you know we're I'm underage in, too i'm into people that are my age she was in under siege too she was in under siege too dude what the fuck she's the one who's like she gets her knee blown off oh shit She's the one that's trying to help Casey Ryback's daughter. She's like the hot. Um, it's been a long time. She's the hot. She's, I don't want to call her flight attendant because it's a train. She was a hot train attendant. <laughs> she's the train attendant and she tries to defend Casey Ryback's daughter and they shoot her in the knee. It's like, oh, too bad for Captain Heigl. I'm going to look this I'm gonna look this shit up now because I don't feel like. When she was like 14, she was on like she was. She was like 14. She was on like My Father the Hero, and she wore like this one piece. And oh, you know, shit, we that were was her. Yeah, yeah. Damn. We, were all, we were like probably like 10, so we got boners. Well, so I you mean, know, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm saying like, so anyways, she is the princess in this, and she's definitely 90s Catherine Heigl, underage hot. I don't know how old she was in 97, but mm. you know, she's probably a teenager. But she's hot in this movie. So and it was before she was a shrill bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, this movie sucks. Oh, no. oh dude, and Ron Perlman's in it. Oh no, you, no, Ron that's Perlman's the kiss of death. That's the kiss of death. It's usually bad. <laughs> Ron He's Perlman's in it. it. He's bad, <laughs> but it's funny because he just embraced the bad. And they've got fucking comic panels with a narrator that oh. interests that weaves in between the scenes to fucking set it up. That's bad. 
<laughs> oh, dude. It's so bad, but I mean, like, I couldn't stop watching it. All of a sudden, I was, like, missing parts of the football game because I was like, this is, this is such a delightful train wreck. I can't stop watching. Like, dude, at one point, Prince Valiant has to uh, take care so it has to take Catherine Heigl back to her land, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy rides up over this hill and she's like, oh, there's my so-and-so. He's been so nice to me. And you see him waving, but there's an evil midget on the horse behind him. And he's got like the guy's <laughs> arm is propped up on a stick and he's like waving a dead guy's arm. Ugh. It's like so fucking obvious, but Prince Valiant's like, all right, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, Dude, that's this- so- that, that sounds like if Jim Varney was alive at that point, he would be all over that film. That would have, that might have saved it, actually, if, if Jim Varney was in it. Because usually it's like Ron Perlman, Jim Varney, or Hulk Hogan. The, the addition of any of those guys usually means it's going to be a cheese fest. Oh, it's, I mean, it's a cheese fest. Like, and the thing is, like, they embrace it. Like, they were trying to be funny. Oh, that's fun. It wasn't accidental cheesy. They were trying to be funny. It just oh. was failing. It was failing oh. in one way. Like, it was just so bad, that's what made me laugh. But that's not what they were really going for. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, all the sword fights are in real time and s- so slow. Oh, wow. It's so damn, it's like, dude, why you should have fast-forwarded that bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was good. And there's Excaliburs in it. Okay. And they just dropped it into a into a floor and it just stuck there. And like, ah, oh, shit, now we got to go find, like, a pure blood person to do this again. And, I mean, like I said, I was kind of turning back to football and stuff. But, I mean... I mean, they had this ridiculous scene where they went to rescue her, mm-hmm. and it's like her, Catherine Heigl, Prince Valiant, and two other dudes in a tent. And all of a sudden, all the Viking raiders surround the tent on the outside. You can see all their shadows. So they just start stabbing the shadows. <laughs> what? All these Vikings around the tent, they're like, ah, ah. These guys are inside, like, oh, what are we going to do? We're like, I know, let's stab the shadows. And they're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just like stabbing through. So then the Vikings are like, Fuck, two can play at this, and they start stabbing through the through the tent too. And of course, some dumb asshole in the in the tent is like, "Whoops, too close to the tent." Ah, I've been stabbed. Oh, it's no. like, dude, you have fucking one rule in a tent stab fight: <laughs> don't stand next to the edge of the tent. That's it. If you want to survive a tent stab fight, just don't stand next to the edge of the tent. And he's like halfway through, he's like, "Oh shit, broke the rule." Stabbed it, and he not only did he stand next to the tent, he put his back up against the tent. Oh, that's dumb. That's really so, dumb. So they could stab him through the chest. <laughs> and it's so funny because he goes down and she fall and he falls and Catherine Heigl's literally like because like Prince Valiant's like, "Oh shit," and Catherine Heigl's like, "Fuck that guy." He broke the rules of the stab tent, right? You know, it's like, just leave him. Like, he's like, he's on the ground and he's not anywhere close to dead yet. And she's like, no, leave him. He's gone. Wow. Gone. Stood too close to the tent. Fuck him. Oh, <laughs> he must have made some unwanted sexual advances. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my gosh. She's, so like, and- she's like, put your back up against the tent. It'll be a great idea. Sucker. Also, it's like, there's really nowhere to go mm. when you're having a tent stab fight. So they're just like. <laughs> Uh, let's just crawl under this part. Yeah, it didn't work so well. Oh no! It's so it was so good, dude. I mean, the funny thing is too. It's like you could have, you could have like cast your shadow onto the tent from like five feet away. You didn't have to be standing <laughs> right in it. Like they're like, all right, everyone go right up against the fence and just to make growling noises, or right right up against the tent and just go like, ah, 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 shit, I got stabbed. Okay, now one guy's been stabbed. Have we learned our lesson? No, just no. stay close to the tent for a while and start stabbing back. Just start stabbing back. <laughs> oh, so good. With the fucking tent stab fight scene. <laughs> so good. Wait, oh. I, be- I bet you once they got that one guy, they're like, hey, this is actually working. Keep stabbing. 
Yes. Double your stabbing efforts. <laughs> Keep going. Get gents. closer. Closer to the tent so you could stab more. Like, they could have just sliced the tent and jumped in, but they're like, nah, nah, that's risky. <laughs> that is risky. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to find in there. Wait. So, wait. Here's my question. Was there a light source inside the tent? No, it was from outside. So, that's oh. why I was, cast, so was casting. The- Viking raiders were casting on the tent, but they couldn't see inside the tent. So they were just stabbing blindly inside the Yeah, tent. they were. Well, they were just waiting to see where the inside guys' swords were coming out. And they were just like, quick, I saw a sword. Stab, 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 stab. So, and, uh, you know, it worked 25% of the time because they killed one out of four people. Oh, not bad. That's pretty good, man. They could have gone back to the head Viking dude and be like, yo, we get, we killed a quarter of those dudes. Yeah. The head Viking guy was the only one that wasn't cheesy. He looked like... He looked like the bad guy in a transporter movie. He was like, me and Jason Statham are going to totally fight in the dirt later on. In this <laughs> so, awesome. oh, shit. Yeah, so that was, I mean, that was good. It was so bad, so very bad. But Catherine Eichel was hot, and who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was fucking ridiculous, dude. So, yeah. That's, that sounds great. I, I, I totally believe that there's a 90s Prince Valiant. I mean, there was like an, a late 80s Popeye, and they're owned by the same the same people. King. Mm-hmm. King Features owns owns all those properties. Betty Boop, uh, Popeye, Prince Valiant. Like, any of those comic guys, you know, like uh, Moose Miller. I'm surprised mm-hmm. there wasn't a Moose Miller. There probably was a Moose Miller movie at some point. Well, I think they started optioning shit because Dennis the Menace made a movie in the '90s and it was pretty successful. Right, but that's because they got the they got like the writing and the casting was good. And Home Alone had come out, and they're like, "Let's just steal all that shit from Home Alone for no reason." Yeah. That's pretty good. So yeah, I mean, can you imagine if they made a Hagar the Horrible cartoon, but they made it like ultra ultra serious? That would rule, actually. <laughs> that was really cool. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Hagar the Horrible is good. It, they should have what they should have done is merged Hagar the Horrible and what was the other one? Wizard of Id. Yes. They should have just merged those two and made a made a, a buddy movie right there. Mm. <clears throat> the Wizard of Id was all about like I don't know, like politics and shit. You know, it's kind of like Doonesbury, but for like medieval times. Oh uh, yeah. Hagar the Horrible was just was they could have renamed it. I hate my wife. Because that's yes. that's all it was. Hagar the horrible being like, my wife's a bitch. She wants me to <laughs> take out the garbage. Wah, wah. Oh, you should totally go back and Photoshop that and just change the title to my wife's <laughs> bitch and just post them online, dude. That shit would go viral big time. Oh man! All right, dude, money's dude, done. Do it. Take some Hagar the horribles and just Photoshop the title to say my wife's a bitch. <laughs> That'd be so good. Oh, man. Dude, fucking do that. Dude, the guy that just took the Calvin and Hobbes cartoons and turned them into Force Awakens cartoons. Oh, yeah. That show went viral fast. Dude, if you just change Hagar the Horrible, just change the title of my wife's bitch. That's all it ever is, dude. There's like, there's no subtlety to it. It's just like, hey, Hagar, hey, you out drinking? Yeah, my wife's a bitch. Like, every time. It's like, God, Hagar, you're just an awful person. Dude, you got to find like 10 of the strips that best exemplify your point and just Photoshop, change the title, <laughs> set up some little blog and put them up and watch that shit get shared so fast. Oh, man. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you ever read that, that strip, The Lockhorns? Nah. That's That's the same thing, except it's more like, we hate each other, but we're married. Chad, this might be our in. All right. If it goes, if My- it goes, if it, if it goes viral for half a second, someone else will steal it, and then it'll go more viral with them, and then everyone will go back to what I did, and they'd be like, "You're a fucking copycat. Get the fuck uh, out of here." Yeah, like that guy, the fat Jewish. He'll probably steal it. That is true. I actually I mean, we'll post it on Instagram and cut off our names. <laughs> yeah. No, I've read. I, re- I just read this whole article about these uh, 
the this uh, clown slash juggling act where they were on like Ellen and the, the, the David Letterman and stuff, and they did this thing where they put all these like door doorman uh, bells on this all over the bodies in this costume, and they rang out like jingle bells to it, and then mm-hmm. some some lady like with like some crummy camera totally copies like beat for beat their act and puts it up on YouTube and it goes viral and like way more viral than they had ever gone and everybody loves it and then the people find them and they're like yo you gotta see this this is the best check this out and mm-hmm. they're like that's our fucking act she stole it and yeah. and now everybody thinks that we're copycats it that kind of that kind of well that happened with South Park when the South Park guys made that Christmas special originally, ah. it got shared by everyone, and then everyone took credit for it and was getting pitch meetings based oh. on it. And like they were finding, like people were showing it to them. <laughs> They're like, oh shit! But luckily, they were able to, you know, yeah. still cap. I say, hey, rock and roll. That'll be us. That's fine. I mean, yeah. we start trends. We start trends all the time. That's true, dude. Well, here's here here's a trend uh, that I have for you. Is I actually have to go. Okay. <laughs> it's the trend of it's been an hour. It's time yeah. to put a bullet in this episode. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine the snow that's waiting for me outside right now. So <laughs> God. Well, everybody, thanks very much for listening. Um, we are the Jumpman Podcast. We're coming at you every single week over at jumpmanpodcast.com. You could subscribe to us on iTunes if you're into that. Uh, also on Facebook. Thanks, everybody, who's been uh, commenting. Man. Uh, we we kind of took a break for two weeks over Christmas, <laughs> but we're back. We're back, baby. Uh, we're also on uh, RetroWareTV.com uh, and Elder-Geek.com. And I'm looking into Periscope because uh, why not? And uh, my website, CoolSuperAwesome.com, where you can get all my books for like 99 cents. They're real cheap and they're awesome, especially my new one, Trash Bash, about the adventures of a garbage can and a pro wrestler, and it's rude. It's awesome. Yeah. Let's check it out. All right. Thanks, dudes, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Jump man engaged. Yahoo! I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.